nigga said something. Thought a nigga said something. G block, all we know is red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum. G block, all we know is red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum. Nigga, all we know is Ryan in the back, it's a May, it's a May. 32 shots in the K, in the K. Marathon, I really run an A, run an A. Say you touch me, how sway, how sway. That's what I off stay, I'll stay. Hypnotized, they do what I say, what I say. 21 niggas don't play, don't play. My Glock Gen 5 said hey, said hey. Take my chopper everywhere, that's bay, that's bay. Get your ass out the car, you giving trade, giving trade. We've been spinning through they hood all day, all day. Niggas say they outside, okay, okay. I can't let a bitch play me no way, no way. You a duck if you believe a hoe say, say. She got way more bodies than my okay, okay. back with another motherfucking episode damn i said i'm gonna do better with that we get better yo we we, we might have to um put a swear jar in here and stuff like that yeah i mean trying to i know we the lit kings but you know for uh presentational purposes you know we want to try to start cleaning up the act a little bit i'm gonna try taking certain people's um what you call that uh critiques into consideration I tried to, I tried to, uh, you know, like it took so many years for my mom to like finally start to like indulge into my music and like finally like, all right, let me let me listen to this some of the some of the stuff that you got, cool. And then you know, be, after potting for so long, 
She finally said, all right, let me take a crack at, like, listening to the pod. Man, I could not find a clean episode. Not, like, a clean episode, but at least a section where it's like, dang. Like, I mean, you know, when you family, because I don't watch. I don't rewatch us or anything like that because, you know what I mean, I watch here and there just so I could be like, damn, like, that's what I'd be doing. Or, all right, I'd be saying that little phrase too much or something like that so I could try to clean up certain things. But other than that, I don't, like, indulge in myself because it's, like, it's weird, like, hearing yourself. To me, it's weird hearing yourself. Like I'm, I'm one of those people that fall into that category. How can you, how can you possibly critique yourself if you're not listening to yourself or observing yourself? How can you make any changes? Because at that point, you're already gonna think what you're doing is correct without actually listening. True. Like I listen in moderation, if if that makes sense. Um, you should listen in its entirety. Yeah, listening in moderation because, like I said, it's it's weird listening to yourself, and then at the end of the day, I make I make um, content for you know people to indulge, and at the end of the day, then I take their personal critiques, and then I apply it, and then that's how I kind of like not like apply it like in the necessarily sense of changing what it is because at the end of the day, <clears throat> when you have a certain product that is supposed to be a certain way or is it, it, it derives is derived uh in a certain way or whatever the case may be that's what that is and you got to realize that your cup of tea is not going to be for everybody so n- neither shall I try to conduce myself to be to fit for everybody I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea well, wouldn't you be doing that if you're trying to take other people's opinions on critiquing yourself if, that's what I'm saying it, it depends on what it is that's what I'm but saying you Dep- won't even know if it's a good critique if you're not listening to yourself, I mean, any any critique is always somebody's personal opinion. So it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether if it's good or bad or indifferent. It's mm-hmm. about like how do you feel after you hear it, you right? Know? And, and how, then how, the source that it's coming from. And then how do you? How would you be able to even have a feeling on what you hear without listening to it? I mean, I listen. I hear enough. Not really. Yeah, not no. not in its whole form. I mean, you yeah, no, you hear it. yourself when you're talking in the moment, but uh, it actually sitting back and like soaking it in and 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 like becoming one with what you're saying. You should be able to be your own self critique, mm-hmm. and then at that point, not giving a fuck if you're somebody's cup of tea or not, because. Rather, you're somebody's cup of tea. Now, you're going to be somebody's cup of tea. But if you listen to better yourself, then I think that's probably the best the best way to do things and maximize the ability of being self-aware and being in control and making sure that you're accountable and all the good stuff. But it's hard to do that if you're not listening. Listen, a good A&R only needs to hear your track for about Three to five seconds to know whether if you got a hit or not. Not at all. Yes, yes. I mean, it may it may seem that way. It may be spoken that way. Good ANRs only need nah. to hear about three to five seconds to know whether if you got a hit or not. But they only so, thing I so, need to hear is a is a segment to critique myself and be like, okay, this is what I can need to do. This is how I need to be but better. If you don't listen to the whole thing. How do you know if you don't go off later down the line? Listen, listen. Uh hear what I need to hear. And you I think apply you what hear what you, you think you hear what you need to hear because you only listen selectively. 
So <laughs> if you listen to the whole thing, you might find things later and be like, damn, I thought I heard all I needed to hear, but I guess I didn't. Now me, you know, I could do better here or later. You know, there's a long... I heard myself when I said it. There's the a time. long race. No, 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 no. It's a difference by listening in later than hearing yourself in the moment. That goes back to what I initially said. You already think what you're saying is right in the moment until later you listen to yourself. I'm like, damn, I could have done this better here. I could have did that better later on because later you're listening. In the moment, you're speaking. You can't, you're not speaking and listening. That's why when people talk and people have conversations and someone try to over-talk somebody, and like, oh, I hear you. You can't hear me if you're speaking. Right. You got to like literally Because you're looking to answer. Right. Correct, correct. So that's what it's but the that's same why thing. That, listen, that's why I'm Mr. Always Right. I'm Mr. Fly with two Y's. Mm-hmm. Still that guy. I like that. Back in the motherfucking building. Okay. Mr. Witcher McCauley Macaulay Coke. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Perfect Attendance. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I wish I I'm had the fireworks and, and the horns <laughs> and all that. You feel me? And the, and the bombs. You know what I mean? You already know it's your boy in ABH Bam. None above brotherhood. What I would, I would, I would it do. You know what I'm saying? This is episode 187. Uh, we missing, Ooh. we missing my man in in the flesh, Mr. Boosie two one five one five two. Whatever the fuck you want. Excuse me, whatever you want to call him. Got you know what I mean? Watch my words and my French. You know yeah, what I'm saying? saying? No, we, it's cool. We gonna get a swear jar. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no need for a swear jar. I hold myself accountable. You know what I'm saying, but but this this can hold us even more accountable. See, you see, you see, you see how you fighting against the. You know what I mean? I'm not fighting against the swear the, jar. The, I'm the just accountability fighting against. I'm, a, I'm fighting it. against the crutch. Sorry, right, you know what I'm saying? I can hold myself accountable without having that swear listen, jar. That swear jar is a crutch. Listen, I could walk without a cane, but sometimes you just need it. Like, you actually know don't need it, you want it. Yeah, I'm saying, listen. You, you don't need know. it, you want it. It's a you difference, know I mean? you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of things in life that, that people think they need when they don't need it. They just want it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Necessity and wants are two two different things, and we we sometimes, or not sometimes, most of the time, conflict the two. Yeah. And that's where we put our crutch in for ourselves when we really don't need that. Yeah, you know I mean, we just need to be better. We just need to understand what's accountability and how to hold ourselves accountable, which you have to be taught. And unfortunately, our community is not really taught to be accountable. Mm-hmm. They're really taught to push the buck onto somebody else and say, yo, yeah. it's your fault. That's why I ain't this way or this way. You know what I mean? It's so a it's lot like, of buck it's, pushers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of buck pushers. You know? <laughs> you so it's saying? like we have to do a better job at understanding accountability, holding ourselves accountable in the moment. And then being able to revise later mm. so that way we can make change for the future. Um, because without the revision, we cannot do any, you know, fixing. Well, you know, well, speaking of things that we... Uh, no, no, let's not speak of any things that you're that trying we, to like, that we, transition that to we, right that, now. That, the first that, transition was beautiful. The second one is about to be even better. <laughs> no, it's not. The second one is about to be even better. I don't even, even want to go into the Listen, second one. I you was just talking about my, things that we didn't need. And we don't need this next conversation. We don't. No, 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 no. It's a conversation. We don't need it. It's a conversation that that's needed. That it is not needed. It's needed, but we didn't it want not, to have it. It's you not. No, 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 no. <laughs> we didn't want it to have it. It is not needed for Listen. this platform. But, you know, I mean, it, it, if, that's what you, if this is where you want to walk down. In I'll the allow, long line. Allow, wow. 
in the lawn. I may allow you to walk down this line by yourself. Listen, hey, listen, hey, I'm used to talking to myself anyway. You know what I'm not saying? just not listening to yourself. <laughs> hey, I listen to myself sometimes too. Like, yo, self, you got to do better. And myself be like, hmm. And I be like, yeah, you got to do better. I'm talking to you. I'm like, you know what? You right. You right, self. Okay. But in this case, somebody was playing with themselves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in the long line of the history of entertainers, you know, randomly, randomly dropping, I don't know, like, I guess, you know, sex exploits to, from sex tapes to, to, to wild, um, uh, 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 what you call that, photo shoots, um, to, to outlandish things, to Dennis Rodman walking out in a wedding dress, um, you know, it's always, entertainment business has always been, um, always thrived off a of shock value. And here we go with another shocker from a surprisingly, a surprising source. You know what I'm saying? And, ah, my God, I wish my guy Boosie 152 was here to talk to me. I, I wish he was. Because I know I, I know he 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 would be thoroughly entertained by this topic, but you know pretty much so. Cause I'm not <laughs> indulged at all. You know I mean? Yeah, boy Drake was caught playing was not even necessarily caught playing with himself, but he basically recorded himself playing with himself or whatever like that. Who he sent it to, I don't know, but the video is out now, and it's out for all your sore eyes to see. So now he falls in line with the Ray J's, the Kim K's of the world and different things of all these people with sexual escapades that have now hit the internet. Um, are you surprised at all that Drake would do something or uh, and what kind of move do you think this is? Like, do you think it's a low value move or it's just something that he's kind of like cooking up for or something later on? Talk to yourself again. Remember you said you like to talk to yourself. Myself you? said, hmm? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking to me. These are questions that I, you know, I'm not. You I'm know. not asking you about his private area. I'm asking you about the move and why do you think he did something like this? So, like, why would he even release something like so this? I'm not even in tune with it. Uh, first off, I would like to start off by saying this is not a topic that I chose <laughs> to talk about. You know, I, I chose the damn topic. I don't I, care. He, clearly, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the topic chose me. Damn it! Wow, <laughs> that's like my favorite word. Wow. Um, what I was about to say. So, I want to start by saying I don't believe that the gentleman decided to release any type of footage, especially in the era in the wake of leaked footage and hacking and things of that nature. How did it make its way to the, to the social media platforms? Who knows? But I don't think he it was like premeditated or calculated because he don't need he don't need that. My man's on top of the world. Like he's chilling, he got endless money. He's all he got to do is drop a song. And the world is going to listen to see if it's not if it's hot true. or not. So I don't think that he technically did that because it's, it's I don't it's no reason it ain't like again like he he fell off or no shit like that where he mm-hmm. just trying to keep his name in in niggas' mouths like or 
bitches' mouths or whatever. Excuse my language. Females' mouths. So, you know, I don't think he did it. Um, and I guess to answer the other question, was it like something, you know, what you, what you was asking? Was yeah, it like, basically, do you was, think... Do, did do you, he needed that or was it like a... Do you think it's, 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 it's something in the wake of basically... Building up for something else, like nah. a start of a rollout. Nah, it, nah. It's no in the wake of a rollout for what he can do anything. Go steal somebody female or something. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey. just pop his face, pop his face out on something, and niggas, people gonna be like, "Yo, Drake about to release something." You know what I mean, I don't think. I just think maybe he probably sent that to a shorty or something, and she looking for a come up and say, "Hey, that's what we finna do." She probably got a PR team or something. And this shit released, whatever. Things happen, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he had anything to do with it because ain't like he's going to... It's nothing to capitalize off of besides possibly stealing niggas' girls after this. Yeah, know? because he definitely was making the announcement at his concert, the next... Uh, the, the following concert that he had, I forget what city he was in, but basically he, he, he kind of alluded to it, so it's not like he was unaware that this is out or whatever. So and he's not denying the claims that it's him. So he was like, oh, basically uh, telling the fans in the audience, like, oh, now you see my ting and now you're ready to touch. You're ready to touch. I'm like, yo, this nigga is wild. Look, man. <laughs> he's untouchable. Pause. He's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's touching himself. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah but. Um, mean, though, though we all do so. Yeah, this is Every, also true. Everybody, men this is also and, true with them new and women. Yeah, and with them new uh, Apple inoculus uh, uh, glasses is coming out. Like shit, Yo. people gonna be touching themselves a little word, bit more. Word the soldier. Yeah, you know I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but putting flicks up big screen. This is three D. Right. This is a long line of uh, just seem like low vibrational moves though to come from Drake. I doubt if it's coming from Drake. I mean, there's no, it's no. There's no way that you can try to shape you it to where as though he needed that. It's not saying that he He's did. He's selling out arenas. It's not to say he did, he, but he can drop a he can drop a skit, and the world is gonna stop what they're doing. I hear you to view it, listen, do whatever to critique it. Like the, the gentleman's on top. He, it's no in, reason in the, that he may need in, to in do the that. World, in I'm the saying. world, in the world where. Sometimes it's like our modern day Michael Jackson, bro. <laughs> and I'm talking about as far as the 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 viewership, the publicity, shit like that. He's like our modern day Michael Jackson, bro. I'm just saying. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that rock for a little bit, but because because that that's a whole nother debate. I wouldn't uh, say it's but, a whole nother debate. Yeah. I'm just speaking in in certain sense, not like okay. he's Michael. Ja he's our new Michael Jackson. Like yo, he's he's changing the world. He's making touchable music that's gonna really shape the world in a better place and us like I mean, that. No, no, he definitely I'm has. He, des he definitely has as, uh, effect as far as uh, uh, yes, the effect or the yeah. the, the, the the shock value. His and impact, all that. Oh, his, yeah, his hit making yeah, ability, yeah, everything like that. Mike, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't I, take that away from the guy. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Not I, even Jay-Z have the effect that Drake has. Nah, it, you know what I mean? And and a lot of things is predicated on how you cater to your fans, right? Mm -hmm. And this was another catered 
<laughs> to the fans. It could have been catered but, to his women fan base. Yeah, I mean, and then like I said, like a lot of times, right? Your your relationship follow up question too, since you want to talk about. You know what I'm saying, my man, uh, swing man. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. So, so, so you gotta your relationship mm-hmm. uh, statuses sometimes. You know, implicate you in like maybe where it has people maybe thinking certain things about you and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And lately, there's been a lot of jabs at Rihanna. Okay, like there's been a lot of subtle jabs, even from songs, even from the allegedly. No, there ain't no allegedly. It's definitely allegedly. It's no, it's no allegedly. It's definitely a legend. Tell me how it's not a legend. It's not a legend because um, the nigga is saying it out of his own damn mouth. He like, have not yet said Rihanna's name. Listen to what I'm getting ready to say. So, therefore, there is no alleged. So, when, so like I said, when his DJ, when, uh, when his DJ was playing one of the uh, the songs that he had at his concert, at his concert with Riri, yep, or whatever, he, um, he basically said, no, we don't do, we ain't doing that no more. Basically, you know, kind of shading her. How you know they were shading? All he said was, I'm not, I'm not rapping or singing my part or whatever like that. Y'all sing it. He ain't stopped the song. He ain't do none of that. He allowed the fans to say his his yeah. his, his, his uh, part. Maybe uh, he's tired of performing it. Maybe listen, the song grew out of him. It, 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 it's, it's it's a lot of touchy feelings around Rihanna, and that's kind of what, yeah. what I it's felt a lot like. Touching feelings around Nicki too. Hey, I mean, he's listen, a lover boy. I hear you, but but he actually had a relationship with Rihanna. Like, I mean, what kind of relationship? It was. It was I, I don't remember them being together. They they had a little small stint. I don't know. I don't remember them being together. It was a small stint. I remember them making quality music together. Yeah, but no, they had a small stint. And if you remember, he tried to kiss her on stage, and she pulled away. Which is fine, but that doesn't mean that they was together. No, they had he, a small. He stint. tried to make a move yeah. in public. And she was like, she wasn't ready to be public with him yet. Yeah, like it was. That's why I said what happens behind the music. What happens behind the music stays behind the music. And Rihanna, Rihanna already. But it's all alleged because we don't know. Mm. I'm just saying. Have have you seen video footage of my man smacking Riri? I mean, not like Chris, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wow. <laughs> wow, that was that was crazy. I'm just saying that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But that's the only thing I'm saying is uh, I, I think he's he's reacting out of depression because of ASAP. Because his... ASAP got that tied up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Drake can have almost any girl in the world, man. Yeah, but every girl in the world ain't Riri, so uh... you're, you, you're definitely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. So I got a my follow up question. Simple. So, how would you feel if after the the releasing of the footage to the world, your physical significant other had a lot of talking points on it? You said, after what? The releasing of the footage. Mm-hmm. Your physical, physical significant other had a lot of talking points on it. And, and and positive feedback on it, and, and, and it's touching her in a certain way where she's like, you know, like these single women. Mm. So what you mean by talking points? 
like how she liked the photo, how, you know, this and that, and how would that make you feel? If my significant other did something like that? Yeah, it was not did something like that. Talking about that. You know, she's seen the footage, just the, the photos, how she liked the photo, how she, you know, oh, was mean, searching the uh, photo uh, up to see the photo because I mean, she heard about I, I it and she wanted I to see I, it and all that. I wouldn't feel no, I wouldn't feel no type of way okay. or nothing like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, don't, don't gush in my presence. It's like, if, mm. if, if you're going to do it, like. Indulge in it how you ever you indulge in it, mm-hmm. but it's not like something that you need to bring like literally to my attention. Like, oh babe, yo, yo, uh, Drake Meat was out, whatever, like that. Who, who did you see the video? Hold on, oh my god, like you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying like, uh, and then you know trying to like semi explain like what it looked like and all that stuff like that. Like, I mean, no. nah. okay, why not? I mean, because like that's for her to indulge in, not mm. for. Not for her to like literally indulge in it with me, like you know okay, I mean? so like you can bring it to my attention. And it's like yo, yo, Drake is wilding or whatever like that. But mm-hmm. to like to now to now go into like okay, like you know I mean, and that's like with anything, like okay, that's like if 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 okay, she um, that's like saying if she's found one of my homeboys attractive, mm-hmm. right? Like yo, like you know, yo, your, your homie Bam is 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 a, is a handsome guy, whatever mm-hmm. like that. Like I could tell he get girls. Now you're going too far. Like you know what I'm saying? Like 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 mm-hmm. like like you're starting to like break down his looks. It's like, okay, you can stop it. He was he's a handsome guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. like right, that's okay. enough. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's so, enough. Like, but well, I could tell he get girls or whatever like that. I was like, well, so would you want him? Like, you know what I'm saying? So now so then your insecurities will start to show? See, this is this that that's 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 what we would call like uh 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 Tactical uh, shaming tactics, um, using shaming tactics mm-hmm. to kind of like to to what's that to disregard the value the value of like your feelings in that moment or whatever. The oh, case so it's be. about the feelings. It's always about it's always about feelings and emotions and why and and using what we say emotional maturity. Why is it about feelings and emotion? If feelings and emotion fluctuate depending upon someone's perspective and reality. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in a relationship or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, um, you know, um, I, you're you're in a relationship. Like one, you care about the person you're with. Okay. You wouldn't do certain things to intentionally um, cause confusion or to cause, um, you know, a. Uh, 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 turmoil in your relationship right so okay so therefore there's a lot of things you could say or do and different things like that but you know you might reserve how you say it whatever like that because you know that sometimes the reaction or that person's feelings might not can't take what it is that you have to say if you put it out there a certain way so you okay. have to structure sometimes the way how you say so things in your okay. approach i got you Right. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, and I and there's also something called respect, mm-hmm. right? And if you have a certain level of respect for somebody, mm-hmm. you still you still will also alter your approach okay. on how you do things. Mm-hmm. So um, now, if you have an open relationship to the point where it's like every relationship is going to be different. Of course. So so like you have people that hey they're in relationships where hey him and his girl can go out to the club. 
and they might they they might be looking at ass and titties and and like yo babe yo you like that yo you want to bring her home cool then you got other relationships where it's like hey that what if you don't want to bring her home you just no y'all like even if y'all like looking not mm-hmm. me I'm just saying I'm just saying that y'all kind of have that 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 openness in your relationship, right? You know what I'm saying? I got you. You know what I'm saying? That's what your relationship is, though, right? right. And you have other relationships where it's like, like, nigga, you better not even break your neck to even look at something like that because your girl is going to start confusion with your girl and she's going to look like, damn, like, why would you disrespect me looking at her ass like that? Because that's how she feels. Now, and you have you... to validate her feelings because that's the relationship that you're in. Now, don't that, don't that has a point or a purpose. So is she of, insecure? My fault. Yeah, yeah, of course she is. Now, doesn't that come from a, a place where people tend to get in relationships when they're still broken instead of being healed? Because when you get in a relationship, we should be getting a relationship healed and whole mm-hmm. versus broken and halfway. And that's tend to what happens. Um, they still got wounds that still have bandages on them, scars and stuff like that. So... Those things is triggering because of things that they've been through or that they have not healed from. And basically, that's making them feel and be emotionally connected to something that's probably not even the same. Or, or the person probably wouldn't even do the same that you've been through. Um, so I would say that that has to do with people not being whole and, and, and being healed from, from past experiences and, and, and things like that because... At how I view things is like your partner should be your friend, right? Mm-hmm. And there should not be anything that you have to hide, or, or you shouldn't. You should be yeah. able to be yourself. You shouldn't have yeah. to alter who you are, and you having to alter who you are to make sure that you're not emotionally triggering them is an issue. Because now at that point you can't be you. You have to monitor you versus you truly being who you are, mm-hmm. and you knowing reality and, and and logically like okay, whatever I'm doing, I know I would not do you wrong unless I am doing you wrong. But I'm mm-hmm. speaking to someone who's not doing someone wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not in in any way, shape, or form disrespecting you. I'm just bringing something like damn. But and let's take a situation like you were saying. Damn, basically I fat ass. You know. So you may have someone who's not healed or not whole looking at it like, damn, you looking at her ass, what you want her? No, I don't want her. I'm just saying, don't she got a fat ass? That joint crazy. All right, what we doing, baby? I'm never. I'm not leaving you. I'm not lusting over shorty. I'm just saying, that's a fat ass, baby. So not really. Not at all. So, so you're telling me there's no way that a man can look at a female just because ass just, and not have a, a lust station over her and be like, yo, you, damn, I you, want, I want you, that. You're not, you're not lusting to the point of that. Hey, I want to lay down with her. Okay. But at the end of the day, she drew your attention enough to where as though you did look at her ass, which is still lusting. I it's wouldn't not say lusting. it's lusting. See, see. So now, lusting is is a different. Nah, nah, nah. Viewing. Your, your, it's not, your de- it's, no, 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 no. Hold on. There's only one definition. There's not by multiple. You. But, but say by you, but though. But lusting because even has with the Bible a lot says, more to do with being a, with viewing. Right. If we, if, so if, if we you're in to, the car and you're, and you're driving and a car comes flying past you at 90 miles an hour, are you telling me you're not? it's not going to catch your attention? Yeah. You, looked, you still looked at the car. It's, but Right. But is it going to catch your attention for you to... Glance and try to yeah. see what was that. If if a fucking if you're driving and 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 a motherfucking bird fly by, 
Is it not going to catch your attention? I hear you. So what I'm all the only thing I'm saying is mm-hmm. is this thing that came by, it caught my attention. It's not to the point where it caught my attention enough to where I'm like, damn, I'm lusting over her, and I don't want my partner to know that I just seen what I seen, and I'm trying to hide it. I'm bringing it to your attention so you know in all in all honesty that hey, I want you to understand that I seen that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I looked at that, and did you see that? Because I'm not hiding it. When you got a lot of men who want to, I guess, protect their partner or, or, or emotions and stuff like that and mm-hmm. make glance at it at the peripheral and knowing that they looked, but they're trying to protect their their, their partner's feelings because they don't want their partner to feel like, damn, I looked at this grass and I want my girl to think that that's who I want. Right. When, when, you're, when your partner should already know you mm-hmm. want them, and they, only them. They should feel some type sharing, of stability in the correct, relationship, and, right. and, which will mean they're whole. And you're and you're sharing all of your experiences with them, right? Now, so, though I agree, okay. Though I agree, now if we if we go even to the letter of law, which is a lot of things that that have been implemented in our lives come mm-hmm. from biblical stances. So we ain't so, even. I ain't even trying to go all the way there. But, I, go but, ahead. but, but go that's ahead. what I'm, that's sure, what I'm trying to ahead. say. Sure. That's why I say. By the letter of how you view these words and mm-hmm. how they what they mean to you, it's not about what they mean to no, me. No, 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 no. This is why I'm saying it because even if lusting is more like drooling, I no, that's like, how you uh, feel. So right? that's not lusting over something. That that's overly lusting. So yeah. now we're talking about overly lusting. No, because because lusting. because if you to the letter of the law, go ahead to even look, you lusted. Like I'm I'm just I'm just being honest with you, right? I'm just being honest with you because even mm. even if we go to the, now, yeah, you know I'm saying like, sorry for some of our views, but we about to go just biblical for about ten seconds. Cool. And which now, which Bible are we talking about here? Are we talking about the Bible that, KJV, that, that the man was the King, from the Caucasus King, Mountains, King, from the Caucasus King Mountains James version that the Caucasus Mountain brought to us and King took James, our and took King, our shit King from James us. James version. Which now, one are we talking now, about? All of a sudden, niggas is Assalamu alaikum. All of a sudden, I never said that. I'm just saying. I never Listen, said that. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, is reality. Only, only thing I'm going off. I'm just, of, I'm just going to. I'm just going to one of the texts. Not the, is we're talking about the book. I'm that just the going. i Mountain brought to us. Actually, it actually, actually, if we want to be absolutely uh, uh, grammatically correct or okay. whatever, culturally correct or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, shoot, the oldest Bible comes from Ethiopia. We just took certain. Uh, they just stripped certain things out of it. Um and now we down to sixty six books where the Ethiopian Bible has eighty eight. You know what I'm saying? If so we go at deep the, to Ethiopian so, Bible and all that, I mean we actually got, got more than twelve months too. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I understand. And that. if we go get real spiritual, if you really want to understand it, is that if we pay attention to the woman and everything, the woman will tell us a lot we need to know about the world. Understood. So what I was saying, one of the texts gotcha. in there, right? The guy didn't mean to, and mm-hmm. of course, you know, I'm not going to, but I'll look it up after the show, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But basically, he 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 um he basically sinned and had to commit uh and had to confess of his uh, his adultery because mm-hmm. he was considered an adulterer. Mm-hmm. Once he viewed, he happened to see a woman bathing, and she was naked, or whatever the case may be, by just accidentally looking into her window. He didn't do it on purpose. Or whatever the case may be, so, but but so, he he's he was considered an okay. adulterer or whatever like that, and had to confess to his sins 
to be forgiven. So are you not confessing to your partner in that moment that, hey, babe, did you see that? Did, did, but but you but you but you but you're disregarding the fact that he still was considered an adulterer. Well, so I, which I means he that. lusted. I, I, I hear so what, what you're saying. So what I'm saying is you still a lust. You still lusted. You're saying that's the only part what, I'm trying to get so, at. So you still technically lusted. Regardless, but you, you regardless, just you're overly right. lusted. So, so if if, if, that, if you want to go by those those standards, right? Did you not, or did, in my situation, did I not confess? Yeah, you wanted uh, to ask for forgiveness. Happened? You wanted to, you wanted to get forgiveness from your woman. So 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 when 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 those things are happening, right? So why am I if I know reality and I know that damn that's a that's a fat monkey, but I don't want it. I'm I'm cool. Where I'm mad. I'm happy. You know this. Why am I having to worry about someone else's emotions that they are in control of? Right. True. Because if she knows reality and knows me and knows that she's doing everything humanly possible Mm -hmm. to keep me next to her. Why the fuck am I worrying about her emotions? Right. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if if she feels as though there's certain shortcomings that she can't fulfill or whatever like that, it's life. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that. There's a big ass world out here. True. And if you're so worried about me stepping out or doing this because of what you can't fulfill, then obviously or maybe we need to have an understanding that maybe this ain't it. So what why force certain things? Understood. Now okay, because I'm coming whole and I'm coming to the point where I'm I'm maxing out on you on everything. I'm learning you, I'm doing all that. Mm-hmm. So even if you look at in the man or whatever, I should be able to feel as though I can take you to a beach, have Drizzy, Chris Brown, all these niggas out there, the game, whoever. They can be mm-hmm. ass butterball necking. Mm-hmm. And I can leave you and say I'll be back in about four or five, maybe eight hours. And I should feel confident enough that I know that you won't allow none of these motherfuckers to perpetrate, penetrate, cross, do whatever. You mm-hmm. can look all the fuck you want. You're a woman. The shit is out there. Do whatever you want. But I know that I'm I'm fulfilling you in all ways possible. So I'm not going to have an emotional connection to certain shit that I cannot control. True. Understood. Now, again, this is why I say a lot of things is selective for certain individuals. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though, like, well, now that I feel as though I'm a, almost, I'm gonna propose the question back to you. Sure, so, please do. Um, so you don't think that you, as somebody else's partner, mm-hmm. one that you don't have a certain responsibility to have a certain level of discipline um, mm-hmm. when it comes down to one knowing the partner that you're with, of course, and different things like that. Cool. Of course, that's why that's why it's your duty to learn your partner and study your partner right. in and out to know them. And if there's certain things that have to do with them and things that they need to fix, that's not my responsibility. It's my responsibility maybe to enlighten you and, and let you know when these moments occur and things like that so that way you can know and work on them and have some self-growth and it's the same for you to do the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. But it's not my job to control or fix certain things that it's, it's a personal thing. You feel right. what I'm saying? Because no, these you. are the things that came before me 
And he, and when you come to me, you're supposed to come hold and heal. And if not, then that's not really how you're supposed to come with me. Because now at that point, now it's certain things or certain situations where I have to monitor and limit because you didn't come whole and heal. I hear you. So, so with that, are you saying basically everybody has to have the same behaviors and the same reactions? You don't have to certain- do shit. So, so, but this is where I'm should getting, you should so basically everybody should um, respond the same way in in all situations. I don't say that. I'm just saying should some should everyone come to someone whole and healed, there will be less problems, less friction, and less uh, uh, controlling or less all that other shit. Hell yeah. yeah. And I feel like everybody's different though, but yeah. everyone still should go whole and heal so that way it limits certain things and it limit people having to change who they are and all that because everybody's different. So you gotta allow people to be them. But because of past uh problems or certain things that people been through and when they get with new people, they end up changing the person, running the person right. away, causing toxic toxic situations because of shit that they not over or, or shit that they putting on them that don't really belong on them because that's not the type of person if they pay attention to actions they will understand that. Mm-hmm. But you um, know. now, now, um, before we exit it off of this one, now you know you, you, everybody grew up with that cousin, mm-hmm. right? That you know you could damn near do whatever the fuck you want at their house. Motherfucking right. You know what I'm saying? You know I mean, y'all could bounce off the walls. You know what I mean? Kick. Punch holes in the walls, yeah, all types yeah, of yeah, shit yeah. like that. Correct, correct. Yeah, you know I mean, y'all could be in there probably cussing up a storm and everything like that. Correct. The parents didn't seem like they just didn't care. Correct. Right? But then you go to Nana house. Oh, yeah. Big Mama house. Yeah, that joint. The one that still got plastic on the furniture. Yeah. You acted accordingly in there. Of course. Would you say that's changing yourself? Would I say that's changing? So, yeah. as a child, that's confusing. Enlighten me. So it's confusing to a child because you're going from a a place of no structure, mm-hmm. um, no really limitations, mm-hmm. and then getting put into a predicament where there is structure and limitations and mm-hmm. things like that. So as a child, you don't even know how to be now at this point because you're coming from one place where you mm-hmm. can just be free to mm-hmm. then go into somewhere where you're basically a caged animal. Mm-hmm. So... As a child, it's confusing. Okay. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> I get, I get about what as far as, you know, um, as a child, it's confusing. That's why it's always best as a, as a parent when you have a child, knowing where you're sending your kids. No one thinks you're going to get to that point where it's going to be confusing. And then it's going to get to the point where they're going to start to learn certain habits that they like. And it's going to be hard to break them joints. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as they grow, they're going to grow into a specific way. Right. So I think it's confusing for a child because, again, the child is just learning how to be a person, be a human, mm-hmm. grow, stuff like that. So I think it's confusing for a child to, to have them bouncing back and forth in those type of situations. But do you agree that you should train up a child in the way they should go? I wouldn't say train. Train is for animals. I mean... What would you call it then? When you're still in certain disciplines and teaching them how to act and how to approach the world, what, what else would you call it? 
I mean, you still have to, when you go on to a job, they are training you how to perform your duties on a job, right? So would you call yourself an animal when you go to work? Yeah. Okay. That's your opinion. Yeah, but, it's all opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so when you're trying to add values as a new father, when you're trying to add values and structures on little MJ on how to approach the world and different things like that, what would you what I'm trying you call to it? guide him. And, okay. and and guide him in a way where he'll be able to learn to make the right decisions on his own. Um, I'm not training him to do anything. You know what I mean? Because I'm not training him to be robotic. I'm not training him to be none of that. You feel me? I'm I'm trying to guide him in a way where he knows when he gets to the point where he has to make decisions, he know what decisions to make and his decision making ability is 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 uh what's the word I'm looking for? Is immaculate, you know? Is he he's not making the wrong decision because he knows the difference between a lot of things. He knows consequences. He knows repercussions to his actions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So his decision making ability is gonna be on a beam because he's gonna know. Okay, now how would how would he know consequences? How would he know consequences? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? From through the guidance. Right. So when you say that you'll be instilling certain things from a structural stand uh standpoint to for him to kind of have some type of awareness of there are consequences to to certain of course. actions. Of course. So he like, will learn that. So for instance, once once he's old enough mm-hmm. to 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 have his own room and different things like that. Correct. Well, he already has his own room, but yeah, he just never in that goddamn thing. And I, that's kind of bugging me out. And I'll be having conversations with Shorty like, "Yo, you gotta get my man up out of here." Like he got his own room, his own bed, his own everything, but he's still in the bed flipping the back and down when he's sleeping in my bed. Right. He got the bassinet right next to the bed in our room. He ain't even in that joint. Like, yeah. but so, yeah, you know what she was saying. But when there comes time to where's though, like, okay. Father Bam is going to be tired of cleaning up after little MJ because little MJ is going to be old enough to clean up after himself, mm-hmm. right? So, how would how are you going to instill certain like behaviors and different things like that? And show and prove. So as he's growing, he's going to see me cleaning, and he's going to learn that he needs to clean. And when you know, and things like that, and he's gonna follow that, and I'm gonna make sure that I don't, I try to limit his interaction in places where they don't allow those type of things to go on. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like him at his cousins in them crib, and they don't gotta clean up their room. It's toys, toys everywhere. Shit, they yeah. just go to bed. They, just, you know what I mean, drawing on the wall and all that. Nah. So it's all about me knowing what my child is during those stages of growth. So that way he can be a leader and not a follower. Okay. You know, and when he's in those places, at that point, he has his decision-making ability where he's teaching them, all right, yo, you got to clean up your room. What you doing? Y'all, y'all go to sleep like this? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Versus being like, oh, damn. I'm gonna do this when I get home. This is this is fun. I ain't gotta clean. And now I gotta try to break him out of that habit. So it's like I'm being more mindful and knowing that during this growth process, I need to be more effective and be more aware and be more hands on than just you know letting my child do whatever they you know want. And don't get it wrong, it do comes from 
other parents not having the time because, you know, at the end of the day, we got to make these bills work. We got to make sure there's food in the house for these mm-hmm. kids. So that limits the time that we have to pour into them. Right. You know what I mean? And making sure these things. So it's like I'm trying to do the necessary things now to make sure that when that time comes, I'm not having to clock in for a white, I won't say a white man, clock in for, well, clear, yeah, Caucasian yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't got to clock <laughs> in for no white man night day. And that's going to take time away from me and my family and the time that I need to pour into them and things like that. So, I understood. I understood. Like, give me, I still. But I just like the word teach versus train, even though it's almost, it's like, it's, it's almost it's the tomato, same thing. tomato, tomato. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's two different words for a reason. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Training and, and, is I, like a slave. But teaching I, is, I think, is a little bit different. You feel what I'm saying? But that's why we could talk about perceptions, right? Because at Correct. the end of the day, how you perceive things doesn't right. necessarily make it uh, violent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, you a know slave I mean? wasn't taught how or, or taught how to pick cotton. A slave wasn't taught how to, you know, do this, do that. He was trained to do certain things. It's a difference. You know what I mean? When you're teaching somebody, it's coming from more of a a holistic approach and, and a, I would say a softer approach mm-hmm. versus, you know what I mean, yo, you know. But also, I, I see, even when you're teaching someone, right, like you're, you're, you're basically robotically, like, you know what I'm saying? Because if you think about the teacher setting, right, mm-hmm. you know I mean, they open up the book, you're reading through, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and teachers don't always show the best examples of, or they might do one Example, and then they put the the ball in your court, like mm-hmm. I mean, and then you have to figure it out from there. Of course. So, I guess you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. You know, building that accountability, building that responsibility, a lot, a lot of things, man. You know, so it's like where you coming from always played a pivotal point. You feel me? And that goes back to what you were saying. About, you know, knowing how to talk to somebody or knowing what, you know, how mm-hmm. to approach them in certain things versus, you know, some people right. don't react the same way to blunt and, and aggressiveness or whatever. They may react differently if, if you, you know, so I get and, it. Yeah, so, and you see how it comes full circle. Where, I mean, of so, course. Like, you know, like I said, like, like you got, if you love somebody, you respect them. And it's not just their job to learn you. You need to learn them. As of well. course, it's, it's a two-way so street. So at, at, at the same time, if you're willing to be in the relationship that you're in, and you know that this person is like X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. then you're going to approach it as such because at the end of the day, you have a certain level of respect and care for them. Whereas though it's like it's not necessarily changing you, but it's also because I value you, and this is why I'm approach like this. I'm not changing who, who I am. I'm changing my approach of because of I care for you. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, even when it comes down to your, your friends or loved ones, yeah, we could be blunt with each other, but at the same time, sometimes we don't say what, what, what always needs to be said because we understand. But we should, though. No, 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 no. We it, should, it's not, though. It's not that we're not saying. We're putting a filter on the shit because we worrying about how they're going to interpret it when it's like, we know each it's other. It's like yay and nay. We but, know but, each other. But sometimes so why you have are you to, allowing... But sometimes you, know you have saying? to put something in the perspective where it's digestible for that person to understand it and not only understand it, but to react accordingly. If they don't digest it the right way, is it not 
their fault that they not working on themselves and understanding yeah, not allowing shit right, to, to, to stick on them for mm-hmm. no apparent reason when they know the person and knowing that they have their best interest in heart. Mm-hmm. So that means you truly don't know. You must not know how I care for you or whatever because you're allowing something that I said to deter your whole thought process, which is a bunch of BS, man, yeah, or it speaks it, volumes. It, 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 it is, but then again, that's why I say it's a two-way street because at the end of the day, yeah, you should hold the right to voice your opinion in the way how you feel as though you need to get your point across, but also that person reserves the right to feel and yeah, react re- a certain re- re- way to yeah, your you're, words because they're not going to regurgitate it, which means that, hey, you didn't fully learn how to approach this person even though y'all might be friends or whatever the case may be. So, like I said, all right, prime example, today aside, right, you know, we had a conversation a few weeks ago, you know, about our tardiness and different things like that. Correct. Right. You could have been, you could have been like, "Yo, come on!" Yeah, I mean, you want some bullshit X, Y, and Z, da da da, and mm-hmm. could have been cussing me out and right. like, but you had a certain approach or whatever like that. Cool, digestible, and we've been rocking ever since. You know what I'm saying? And and, and we're trying to keep the motion going or whatever the case may be. But it's also because you put it in the perspective to where it's those like, "Hey, I don't have to be that way with Gunner." Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, because I can say something like this to Gunner, and Gunner's going to get it. Just like I feel like I can say the same thing to Bam, of course. and Bam's going to get it. Whatever like that, I don't have to be like yo, like I don't have to over talk you to make you understand something, right. right? You know what I'm saying? But some motherfuckers you do, and we know we got some niggas in our squad that we have to like. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? But like, that, of course, of course. You know what I'm saying like so, so that's why I say like I mean, sometimes it matters because sometimes you could use the wrong approach. Yeah, I mean, whereas though you feel as though it's right because of your how you're feeling in the moment. Correct. Yeah, you know I'm saying, but could be the wrong approach for the wrong person. Yeah, you know I'm saying. No, I and I totally understand. I totally agree. And I I had a a conversation with a good friend of mine, and, and he brought light to certain things too. And one of the things he brought light to, I'm a firm believer, and I'm like, yo. I'm I'm not trying to hear I gotta monitor myself and put a filter and and try to sit here and and monitor your feelings and all that. That's not my job. That's your job to monitor your emotions, your feelings, and it's your job to understand that, you know, especially if you're talking about a significant other, we put each other in our life for a reason, you know what I'm saying? I will never steer you wrong. But the gentleman brought it, my good friend brought it up to me like, hey, check this out. I hear you, Ben. I hear you all the shit you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But one thing you got to remember is you're doing all of this with a goal in mind. So you are you have a goal in mind. So are you going to take the rough patch to your goal or are you going to take the smooth gravel ground to your goal? Mm-hmm. It's all about getting to the goal. Right. And you taking this rough patch is basically taking your detour to your goal because you worrying about not trying to do this or doing that and all that bullshit because you're aware, you know. It ain't, ain't going to bother you none. It ain't like you're you not aware and you, like, just fucking retarded and, you know, don't know what's going on or what you're trying to accomplish. And Slow. You, you know. Slow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, bad, rather than you bending a little bit and saying, I, I know that this person has been scarred and been through this and been through that. So I know why they're reacting that way. This That's the same reason why you're saying you ain't got shit to do with their feelings and they need to work on that. So you see that. 
So why not help them by not being so aggressive or not being so I don't, I'm not here to worry about your feelings. I'm just here to be logical and make you understand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and all that. So, he, you know, he kind of made sense when he started to break it down like that. And I'm like, I mean, okay, you right. But it's like, still, it's, there's no but. He's right. Um, because at the end of the day, there's, there's a goal in mind, and the goal is growth. Mm-hmm. And the goal is helping the person see certain things and, and being patient with the person, allowing them to grow, mm-hmm. allowing them to become a better them. It's the same thing with myself that we I'll be able to get that certain things in return because it's like it's not the bam world, you know. And I tend right. to realize like, damn, you know. I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing that that person was saying. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah, wish course, I would have got you right on this one, but it's cool. No, no, <laughs> you know, no, no, you, no you, you're absolutely right. I, you are guy. right. You are right. You are. You're definitely right. You know what I mean? And, and this is one of the, one of the ones I wanted. This is one of the things that I wanted to talk about last episode. When I said I wanted to talk about something. It's funny how I was able to plug that. Plug yeah, in yeah, this yeah, one. See, see. Um, and I just wanted to know and had that conversation because you know that was one of the things on my mind because I always been that way. I mean, I'm not giving a fuck about nobody emotions and feelings because I know what my intent is. And mm-hmm. I know that when they find out in the later dates what my intent was and, and where we're at now, they're going to realize and their fucking emotions is going to fluctuate. Like, mm-hmm. damn, thank you. Or right. damn, you know what I mean? So right. in the moment, I don't give a fuck about that. You can think and feel what you want because that shit ain't the truth. Get the fuck out of here. You right. need to motherfucking look in the mirror and do some soul searching and get over your goddamn this emotions. Is true. Because, you know what I mean? In one hand, if you you find out something and be pissed, and then you speak to the person and find out it ain't the way you perceived it, you're right. not going to be pissed no more. Right. So when I realized that, ah, fuck out of here with this emotional shit. That, that ain't that ain't for me. That, I don't reside in that realm. I don't that shit. That house, I do not live in it. That shit is nowhere on my map. I can. I've not been there. And you know, a lot of people be saying like, you know, bam, yo, you you fucking. You cold hearted, you this, you that, whole bunch of shit. And I just haven't, you know, sit back and, you know. It's a little icy in there, but you know what I'm saying? It is, it is, it is. It's definitely icy. It's a little icy in there, but 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 those who know you know it's warm in there too. Like you know what I'm saying? So but 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 all that all that to say is that like, you know, um the greatest leaders, the greatest leaders understand how to get the best out of the, the the people they they surround themselves with. No, big facts, big facts. You see what I'm saying? Big so facts. that's why that's why that's why I say like, okay, yeah, you cannot give a fuck about people's feelings, but not giving a fuck about people's feelings is not going to render you the best results. Correct. Right? Correct. And you can Correct. actually stunt somebody's growth Correct. by not approaching them the same way. Correct. That's why it's like Correct. it's not necessarily that you are changing yourself. And I think people look at like, oh, because you have to coddle certain people's feelings and different things like that. Like, oh, I'm not being authentically me. You could be authentically you. Facts. But also understand that, like, hey, every every if you really care for somebody and you say you respect them, then you you will adjust certain things. That's well, it. No, yeah, big facts. So it's not facts. like you're adjusting you. It's like, hey, how can I how can I like make this person understand without Necessarily cussing them out, like you know what I mean, because I know I can talk to, I know I could talk to Gunner that way, but maybe Boosie ain't gonna get it if I talk to him like that. No, thanks, you know what thanks, I'm saying. Thanks. And you know, Boosie approaches, <laughs> like, 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 wow, <laughs> wowzers, like you know what I'm saying. 
but you know what I mean? But he, you know, niggas is the same way. He be no, like, he, yo, he, yo, he, y'all niggas know I love you and shit like that, man, but fuck that nigga. No, he, 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 go about a minute. But you know what I'm saying? But that's also understanding. We understand that approach because we understand who Boosie is. Facts, like, right, facts, you know what I'm saying? Facts. So it's it's a two-way street. That's what I'm saying. So if you know this person, it, like, like, I think it takes a, a certain level of emotional and mental maturity from the, the, the person that you're having that approach with and also understanding the source that it's coming from. Like, all right, like I know you want the best or whatever like that. Cool. I kind of needed that checkmate or whatever the case may be. But anyway, you know, um, yeah, man. Actually, actually, actually like that. And I'm glad that you, you know, you got to get your rocks off on that one. Yeah, you know I needed that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because, you know, still still goes with our main topic of how somebody else was trying to get their rocks off. Hey, but, yo. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but speaking of getting... You always want to spin the block. <laughs> right. <laughs> speaking, speaking of getting rocks off, man, Monique was on Club Shay Shay, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Cat Williams 2.0. And actually, after her interview, they actually announced that she's actually going to be one of the um, uh, special guests on his uh, Dark Matter tour. Cat Williams? Cat Williams, Dark Matter Yo, Tour. So Cat Williams is, <laughs> is increasing the lineup. He's definitely increasing the lineup, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got and, people wives. He got Monique. He got, yeah, 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 yeah. And Monique is not short on starting some beef. Nice. Now, one of the people that she started some 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 kind of controversy with uh, through her interview was um, sharing her, her beef with D.L. Hughley, which... Cat Williams actually said D.L. Hughley was, you know, one of the national treasures that you shouldn't touch in his previous, uh, in his interview with Club Shay Shay. So he was somebody that he didn't, you know, um, have a, a, a gripe with or whatever the case may be, which pretty much put D.L. Hughley in the clear. Okay. But Monique seems to have some some drama with D.L. Hughley where there was a misunderstanding on their placement on, on a... Um, on the show card. Okay. Um, basically, Monique was headlining a show. And when you're the headliner, you're generally the last person to come out mm-hmm. because it's it's your show, basically. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Somewhere the signals were crossed where D.L. Hughley was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know you're the headline. And, and the way how she put it, basically, you know, D.L. Hughley knowing that she was the headliner still wanted to go last cuz mm. he felt like you know you know you still carrying around that king king of comedy uh, uh, uh moniker got you. so um i think it got to a point where she basically cut his set completely and she came out she did her set over top of his set and just finished the show out it's like cuz ain't nobody coming out and he like, backstage like damn with my time and everybody, now, now everybody leaving. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I mean, he was he was called quite a few things by, by Monique. And I mean, BANs, all types of stuff like Dang. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Dang. so, so, so. On Club Shay Shay? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, at the, at the, the clip, the clip, that, yeah, the clip at the show or whatever. So, um, you know, um, and unless you was kind of hiding under a rock, she didn't really reveal anything that she hasn't been saying for the last five five maybe going on six years possibly uh ever since her falling out with oprah winfrey um only getting paid fifty thousand dollars for her role as uh the mother of precious mm. you know what i'm saying where she won an oscar mm-hmm. um and you know oscar damn near makes you supposed to bump that pay rate 
mm-hmm. up something crazy because um, you got people like Will Smith that prior to even him getting an Oscar is a $20 million man. Mm-hmm. So now with him having an Oscar, you're talking about almost $30, $50 million for him to even make an appearance. But you know how Hollywood is, man, and what they think about women? Black women, of course. Black women, of course, because um, compared to the, the, the peers, even um, Viola Davis spoke candidly about um, the struggles of being a black woman in, in Hollywood mm-hmm. and even being an accomplished black woman because it's like, we'll see it and we're lifting them up like, yo, like, yo, like, yo, Viola Davis is it, you know, Monique, whatever, X, Y, Z. We don't see the checks getting cut. But we don't see how the checks is getting cut. We don't see how hard they got to go. And sometimes we're actually shocked. Like, like I'm not even going to hold you. Viola Davis on during her ascension, like you know what I'm saying, she was doing like a lot of movies and different things like that. And then to see her do, you know, small time TV, even somebody like Carrie Washington when she decided to do um, the Scandal Show, right. and then you have Viola Davis doing How to Get Away with Murder, and it's like, well, how are these big time actresses, especially after like um, as far as Carrie Washington, her performance in Django and different different movies that she was in. Um, Viola Davis is a plethora of movies that she's been in and still doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know I mean, um, and it's like, well, damn, like how, why are they doing like small time TV? And she was kind of explaining like, well, they have to work 10 times harder yep. to actually get the coin that they deserve from Hollywood. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's it's, it's kind of sad because like I said, Monique has also been preaching this, but I think because um, Monique, um, there's been a lot of like, you know, in the lack of better terms, a lot of smut thrown on her name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Making making it seem like, okay, she's difficult to work with, different things like that. Um, she's been alienated by folks such as the likes of Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Lee Daniels, just to name a few. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Which are like huge Steve Harvey, which are huge juggernauts in the entertainment business. Um and so she's just kind of been like divulging on some of those those relationships, things that, it, like I said, unless you've been hiding under the rock, you kind of already knew her relationships with these right, people. Right, right, right. You know, um, recently T- Taraji P. Henson also went through her struggles with Oprah, and Oprah was kind of like uh, uh, doing damage control actively. You know what I'm saying? So too much wouldn't get out. Right. Um. I guess the question that I guess I want to pose about this situation and and since her interview is that um, why is it that it seems to be the ones that are the gatekeepers that happen to look like us are getting so much of a bad rep with folks, you know, that at one point in time seem to be their peer levels and when it seems like they now have taken over the gatekeeping aspect of it all it just seemed like all of a sudden people who were once up there just had these crazy downfalls yeah i mean typical typical situation like we have anywhere in our community crab in a barrel mindset man mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then a gatekeeper mindset instead of opening the gate you want you know mandate the gate and keep people out so you can stay where you at Cause you scared to fall, scared that someone's gonna dethrone you or whatever the case may be. Instead of you know lifting the next person up, pushing them in through the door and letting them knock down 
a damn barrier and, and, and letting somebody else go and knock down another barrier and stuff like that. We man, we was we was trained <laughs> to be this way. Right? Like how you did that. Yeah, like, we like was trained to that. be this way, man. It's and it's hard to break form. But unfortunately that's that's how we are in our community and it's terrible and it sucks, especially when you look at other communities, other people and and they allowing their people to be great and push limitations and, and you know, showing new limits. Mm. But it's hard to find our new limits if we keep being blocked. You True. know, by by our own kind. Yeah. By our own kind. It's terrible man. I wish we wish we can do better and hope we can do better. Mm. And figure the equation out and, you know, debunk all this. But yeah, unfortunately it's a sad situation. It is. It is, and some. And I, I don't know about you, but it 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 has. To me, it tarnishes some of the the the, the outlook that I have on some of the greats mm-hmm. that that we literally just mentioned. Because as a as a person that's a creator, as a person that like you know, um, hopes to be in a position, even whether if it's a small scale, entry level, or whatever like that. I mean, that's just a goal of mine is to be like a director, executive producer of mm-hmm. some type of, you know, product that I'm trying to push out. Okay. And to see that it's so political, you know, it's disturbing because it's like, well, damn, like if you don't rub shoulders with certain people the right way, it's like, well, could you find yourself being blacklisted? Correct. You know what I'm saying? Um, Politics as usual. Yeah. Like, Jay, and, like, like Jay, Jay-Z say. Yeah. It's politics as usual, man. Right, and it, it, it's disturbing because you would think that, like, okay, like cer- certain people that are established a certain way, you know, that they will still find some type of opportunity. You know what I'm saying? As decorated as Monique is, it's like nobody wants to work with her because they don't want to alienate their relationships. Correct. And this is this is what makes it weird because it's like this is why somebody like. The downfall of a Jonathan Majors, you know what I mean? Um, you know, who who who's gonna be the person that takes a chance on him? You know what I'm saying? And then you look at all the black productions that we have and stuff like that, like who's willing to basically take that bullet and kinda associate themselves with his situation to kind of lift him. That's why it's like it's sad to say somebody like a Chris Brown, I mean, I know this is like a little bit of a jump, but Chris Brown, 17, 18 years old, when he got into a situation with Rihanna, here it is, this man is 34 now. 34 years old and 35 almost, um, if he hasn't turned 35 already. And, you know, people are still, you know, like like having let that go, even though he's still been musically been still thriving a certain way, but he hasn't been pushed into the forefront. He doesn't have the sponsorships and different things like that that other artists have and things like that. And it's because people don't want to alienate the higher-ups. You have Rihanna, who's now in the Billionaires Club and her relationships with folks and different things like that, and then the powers that, that she possibly holds now. And I feel like she already has forgiven him. And you you would think that people well she's willing to forgive him and has has done songs with him since then. You know what I'm saying? Like like I think maybe one or two. I could be wrong. Um, but the fact that she's still 
not saying that she necessarily got in the booth with him. She probably probably sent her verse over, but she still was open to to do a song with him to show that like, hey, the the relationship has been mended. And the fact that like we live in a world where, you know what I mean, even our own kind was still like, hey, like, hey, if the if the whiteies don't like you, I I can't like you. Yo, man, they cut the checks. Yeah, man, it's sad, man. It's a sad thing, man. I feel, I feel for Monique. Um, like I said, it's, it's 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 something that that she's been spewing out for the past years, and I think other people are starting to come to the forefront with similar situations with Oprah Winfrey, um, Tyler Perry, Kevin Hart, and you know, um, you know, Fifty Cent jokes a lot or whatever like that. Like like he he'll take take certain people on because he he actually has Monique. Um, starring in BMF, um, mm-hmm. she's one of the co-stars in BMF. So I do take him as his word, take him on his word or whatever like that. Where he definitely has been taking some of the residue um, or the discarded um, talents and still finding ways to bring them to the forefront. So when you have people like a Fifty Cent, uh, a, a Shannon Sharp, you know, even though he jokes around with Ocho Cinco. Talking about not bringing him on first take, he finally brought him on first take. <laughs> you know what I mean? He finally brought him on first take. Uh, you know he he's doing a good job with his spinoff show Night uh, Nightcap, where him and Ocho, you know, they talk to convert sports. But he, he, I don't know if you've seen, but he has brought Gilbert Arenas up recently mm-hmm. um, as the um, another addition to to Nightcap, mm-hmm. where they talk about basketball and different things like that. So like now he's extended the range of the show in the in the audience that he's talking to. Mm-hmm. So I mean, is it, is when you see things like that, it's just like okay. And with Club Shay Shay, also he's interviewing folks that's been discarded, like the Moniques, the Cat Williams, and different ones of the world. Um, and uh, even even to uh, say I got Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying somebody who's been blackballed as a coach. You know what I'm saying. Um, so you just wonder how 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 long before their coattails get pulled. How big? I don't see nobody really messing with Fifty Cent. Man, 50, <laughs> but, 50. <laughs> yeah, 50's Fifty, but Club Club Shay Shay. Yeah, you know I mean, even how he acts sometimes he be acting like you know what I mean. He reminds you of a of a of a special Negro um, mm-hmm. that 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 one guy off of Django. Who's that nigga on that nag <laughs> with Samuel Jacks? Sometimes he reminds you of one of those people. But like right now, he's doing a like a really good job of keeping you know bringing relevancy back to some of these folks that may have also fallen off, been discarded. He has he actually also has an interview with Chris Brown. You know what I'm saying so he's up, no he he he, he did it already. Did it already. So, like, I mean, he's talking to everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's giving, he's opening up his platform for, for everybody. Yeah. You know, and you just you just wonder the bigger he gets, like, pause, um, that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? Drake shit, man. Yeah. But, <laughs> you just wonder, like, like how long is it going to be before their coattails start to get pulled? Like, he'll, like, nah, you, this one can't come out. All right. Or. You know, you got to stop giving your platform to certain types of people. Mm, yeah, hopefully never. Hopefully never. Hopefully never. Can you can you see a Jonathan Majors interview coming up? Yeah, possible. I mean, I think Club Shay Shay is more so independent. I mean, he might got sponsors now, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh he he got a deal with uh Volume Network, um, which is um Colin Cowherd his own independent network. Okay. Um, but Colin Cowherd is also um he's either I think he's either with uh FS one or he's with ESPN. He's on one of those. Okay. So Yeah, you know. Who knows? Only the, f- the only time will tell the future will, will present. Mm-hmm. That's that's the beauty of life. Yeah, well, speaking of the future, the future is now, man. It's been a, it's been a lot of go- it's been a lot going on ever since the Grammys. Okay. Uh, Killer Mike swept up at the Grammys with his album, and I I feel like I feel like if we go back, see. I, now, now to, to, to circle back to what you said at the top of the show, you know what I mean? Maybe I should listen more because then I could pinpoint where I'd be like, yo, I told you niggas this. Yep. <laughs> because I felt like when I brought up Killer Mike, niggas looked at me crazy about him, you know, possibly having one of the better albums this year. Because when I, I still I, look at you crazy. Listen, man. Who runs the Grammys? White folks. So the showrunner, the showrunners this year were 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 African American. But so who runs the Grammys though? I mean, listen, man. Like my man, our, like, our phones are occupied right now. Like my man Jay Z said at the Grammys, it's kind of how ironic it is that one of the women who has had the best album of the year, who's had sold out. All these things and stuff that has not have not yet won one single Grammy. I'm actually going to entertain this before we get to the main topic because of the 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 uh, how they calculate everything. Whole bunch of BS, man. Killer Mike album is not the best album of the goddamn year. First of all, first of all, congratulations to Killer Mike for sweeping. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations to Killer Mike sweeping. Uh, He did an awesome job. He made our community look well. But, again, I don't think, personally, Killer Mike had the the best album of 2023. He had one of the better ones. He had one of the good albums. He had one of the better great albums. He had he had one of the better rap albums that like like authentically rap. Like I'm saying, like it was rapidly rap rap. I got you. I got you. I got you. It's hard to find rap these days. It was lyrical content because even they even um symphonies and right. They even they even had one of the um one of the um Nominated categories was best melodic songs, mm-hmm. which J. Cole and Drake, I mean Drake, uh Lil, Lil Dirk. Dirk won for all my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're acknowledging there there's different branches of rap. So when you say best rap album, you know what I'm saying, and you gotta go against the likes of a Travis Scott and different things like that, it's like, well, is Travis Scott really a is he really a rapper? No. And and then on top of that, the lyrical content in which is being put out there, like, like, I mean, like, at the end of the day, all the everybody's talking about basically popping pills, getting high, feeling depressed, killing themselves, all types of shit like that. You know, what I mean, how many hoes they got, how many cars they got, different things like that. So, 
to hear something like Killer Mike and it still has uh and then with the some of the um the featured artists on there giving you authentic uh homegrown Atlanta feel with Big Boy, I mean, um even snuck in a verse from Andre's three three thousand who's been blowing flutes lately. You know what I'm saying? So you actually heard words from him this time. It's like it's kind of hard because it's like, you know what I mean? Like he legitimately rapped. It was a full album of rapping music. And it's a category that says best rap album for a person who rapped. I got you. I got you. Know what I'm you. saying? I got so, you. so, so, um, and then to the, to the Jay Z point, to the Jay Z point, listen, it's very much possible to sweep everything and not still, and just like how you said, not have the, the best album. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to understand, like, like Taylor Swift audience supersedes Beyonce's for the simple fact that she, she, she is our fault because we allowed her to cross over. The Kanye moment did nothing but help her cross over. This is another moment that you just really aided her career again by having another moment where it's those like y'all mad that Beyonce's not getting an album of the year and now it's just shining a light more on Taylor Swift and her audience whereas though boom now it's like she's gonna keep on sweeping because like 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 at the end of the day you Taylor gotta understand swept, we swept the room. we I, I hate to say it but culturally we don't buy albums we, we don't, don't buy albums, and and we don't buy album sales. Yeah, we don't buy albums. We'd rather we, stream and get it for free. Right. That so at the, so at the yeah, same so time, it, hurt, it hurts us. It, it hurt, hurt and it, and it hurts somebody like a Beyonce no, who should yeah, be, who, who who should be getting certain things like album of the year, different things like that. But my uh uh uh, what you what you call that? Um, just the full body of work sometimes is not always. What it is compared oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to compared to uh, somebody like Atella Swift, who which her audience is so one, they're buying, they're streaming her albums and different things like that. But to to a certain degree, her albums ain't got no pauses or skips, bro. Like you know what I'm saying, you might get a, a a Beyonce album. It might be like two three songs you probably don't really care for on that joint. Like you know what I mean, that's to be honest. Like I can't I can't tell you like I I haven't personally listened to a whole B album, but you know what I'm saying. So you're not a part of the Beehive? You with the Swifties? I ain't with neither one. You said the Swifties ain't got no skips. According to her, the audience and how they're perceiving the music and how the numbers are being shown, because she's outselling, she's outselling, she's out. Uh, she has she has outsold Beyonce. She has also out earned Beyonce. Yeah, you know I'm saying because she's worth damn near two hundred to three hundred million dollars more than Beyonce on paper. Right. On paper, like, I mean, it's not to say that Beyonce pockets ain't just as thick. You know what I'm saying? But this is why, even when it got to a point of they're they, they're having concerts at the same time, and it got to a point, it got to the point where they had to hide the numbers. You know what I'm saying? And just because, just because they, um, at one point in time, Beyonce, at one point in time, one at one point in time, Beyonce, um. Numbers was was higher than um, Taylor Swift's. You know, everybody was kind of keeping track and 
keeping pace and different things like that. And, you know, they was bragging, all this other stuff like that. But then the tables turned very quickly because, one, Taylor Swift started her concert after Beyonce, a few mm-hmm. months after Beyonce and different things like that. Then it started to come out that, oh, Beyonce had certain surgeries and different things like that. This is why she wasn't moving as crazy in the beginning, and now she's moving better now towards the telling. And this is what, like, her little, uh, this is what her movie was explaining. And then they both dropped movies, and it's like they're doing, like, remotely the same shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I just think that, like, Beyonce kind of, where she loses that is that, like, you know what I mean? Um, you're catering towards an audience that 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 half-ass supports. And I hate to say it, it's like, like Will Bagucci, proud of different things like that. But when it comes down to supporting... Um, our own people. Our, our, our it, own people. Yeah. It, 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 we, it, we're it, all, we are sluggish. We're, we're sluggish, we're lackluster, we want discounts, yep. you know what I'm saying? We, we we find loopholes and different things like that to get there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, but all this, all, all that to say is that it started a streaming a little war between Kassanat and Joe Buttons, and which Kassanat didn't know who Killer Mike was and was like, you know, kind of like going off, whereas though, um, and Joe Buttons basically had his rebuttal of basically, like, you know what I'm saying, hey, you know, this this wasn't for you streamers, you know what I'm saying, like, like sit your young asses down, different things like that, X, Y, and Z. And it's been kind of some back and forth banter between between them where Joe Buttons have been sliding the streamers, uh, shading the streamers a lot because of, uh, um, you know, th- them becoming a new platform. And, I th- and I'm not going to hold you. You have said this before that hey, like they are they are hip hop. I I I was definitely like against it, like and but you say hey, they they the new voices of hip hop of the culture, and whereas though like now you got people to, to the likes of once Drake was on the phone, he didn't show up at Kai's house, but he was on the phone with him the whole time. Um, but you had the likes of Nicki Minaj. Once you got somebody as big as Nicki Minaj to show up to your stream, it's, it's yeah, you're officially stamped, you know. Um, what's his name? Offset did a whole 24 hours with him. You know, so and it's a different approach on how he's doing it because it's like it's it's interviews in between, but it's more so, hey, it's like they're coming through, they're kicking it like a homie, and you're seeing the human side of these artists. You're not seeing them as, like, robots or objects. Oh, them through their creative process of, you know what I mean, how they make their music or whatever like that. You've seen, like, how they actually chill. This is, like, how you found out about 21 Savage scheming out on them. Like, okay, 21 Savage is somebody that I definitely won't invite, invite over to play cards. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, I guess how how you feel about um, the generational beef between the streamers? Um, How do I feel about it? Um, I'm okay. Uh, I like I I'm good with accepting change and accepting new. So I mean, I big up the streamers. I big up the streamers because uh, it's new. It, it, it's doing it's this it's doing what it's supposed to do. As far as bringing in content, bringing in um, new energy, fresh vibes, because you know. 
And then streaming and podcasting is two different things. One is live, one is pre-recorded. So it's like it got its own avenue, and um, it's bringing in a lot more notoriety to the media world as well. I mean, I don't. F- I just think Joe Button is Joe Button, bro. I honestly, I don't really, I don't feel Joe Button like that. Joe Button not my flavor. You know what I'm saying? He don't, he don't really do too much for me. He he he's too. He'd be too full of Joe Button. Um, he he Joe Button thinks he's just end all be all. I guess he found this little niche with the podcasting, and he's just like you know, he be on his horse, and it's like bro, it's kind of like the Skip Bellis of of podcasting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't really be feeling Joe like that. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, so, Joe. I'm just right. not, I'm not I'm not a huge Joe fan, man. When it comes to podcasting, bro. Yeah, objectively speaking, um, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm a fan, fan of, of Joe. Joe. I'm a fan of Joe. Let me start off like by a, saying that I'm a fan of Joe, but I do think he does I'll, come off as of Skip Bellish. I'm not a fan of Joe. He does come off Skip Bellish's because you're, what, it's like, you're being like one of those people who like yo. I'm, I gotta side with the gatekeepers and all that. I don't want. I don't want. You know. You no, just no. About I, that. It's not about siding with the gatekeepers. It's like. I mean, um, you gotta understand that, like, um, in some way, shape, or form, even though Joe, I'm has, more of a, a Gillian Wallow fan. All right, that's cool. Gillian Wallow, shout out to them too. I, I like what they're doing. Um, you know, Nori, Nori, and what he, he's yeah, doing. I like Nori. So, um, but what you gotta understand is that, like, like they, 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 they got. What I their, should understand. Yeah, what you should understand is that they got their um, they got their blueprint from p- folks like Combat Jack and who's they, Joe and them. Joe, okay, Joe and them. Like, yeah, you know I mean, um, got their got their blueprint from p- folks like Combat Jack and different things like that, and then they stepped into a space and therefore uh, created um, something of their own to become something a little special. Man, I respect. I respect yeah. what they created. I respect what Joe did and accomplished, but yeah. I just don't like. I, he's not my taste. That's no, and I get it. No, so only thing I'm saying is that's why I say I have to start off by saying I I, I mess with him personally because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like he he he's provided a lane and which is a major influence on why we're doing what we're doing right now. Like you know what I'm saying why this show even got started up. Um, so, but I feel as though that like. When you do hear some people like Drake, different things like that, speak on him and different things like that, and then when you do hear some of the content, um, and Joe be hating too, it it comes off like that, but it's be hating, it, bro. it's not. I don't like me hating. personally. I'm not trying to take a side, but I don't think it's personally hating. It's hard to have a show where technically you're supposed to be critiquing things, and and and. That's what the show is derived from. You put you put your art out there, and for the world to indulge in it, and whether if they yeah or nay they like it, it's no different than with a magazine. When a magazine gets it three stars, four stars, five stars, right? It's no different than when um, you know, like as a fan, people be like, "Oh, yo, Drake last album was mid or something like that," right? But that's only a fan. You know what I'm saying? But now, as a person who's actually Achieve some of the height of heights, which is inter- 
um, enter into the entertainment business, whether how successful he was or wasn't, he he achieved something that a lot of people won't achieve during their lifetime. He became a mainstream artist. He did videos. He, he connected with a lot of uh, big-time artists and different things like that. So now it comes off as a person that, like, oh, because his he had a failed what some people would consider it a failed career, I don't consider it a failed career because anytime you make it, period, you did something. You might not did it to the height of what somebody else was expecting. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a failed career. Yeah, but but artists artists that are like like a Drake, he, they this, do, they do this that is how they're they, labeling it. They, they, they spin a block with that when they, when they realize how Joe hating on them. But I wouldn't consider it hate. So because then they turn it, back it, and hate on it, Joe. Yeah, it's, it's a critique. He critiques. He critique. He critiques things, and basically, people don't like the way how sometimes he critiques. And sometimes it's like, like I feel like um, some of his. Now, if you say he hates on anything, I would say he hates more so on the younger crowd because it, it does come off as the bitter old man that can't really adjust or is not embracing the new wave of what's coming in and just right. understanding. Hey, let them have their thing. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you know, and Which that's means the only he thing. Be hating. Nah, not really. Not really. It's not. It's not to the degree of Skip Bellis and, and, and Stephen A. But so now we're talking about the degree of hate. Nonetheless, it's hate. Hey, so that's all I'm is. saying. It may not be at the at, at the degree where you feel as though you know you got to disengage yourself. But nonetheless, you are aware that he has moments where he be hating. I don't think it's hate. I think it's coming from a place of somebody that's critiquing and maybe you maybe maybe you just don't like how he's choosing the critique from the angle that he choose cuz sometimes he personalizes his critiques instead of keeping it on the surface level. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's where you can feel like oh all right, he's 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 now hating. But hey, to each his own. You know what I mean? And the worldwide of sports. And we're here at the sports. You know what I'm saying? There there was a lot of things going on this week, and it was definitely uh, Kobe, Kobe week. 2824 was this week, mm-hmm. which uh, which two representing Gigi, eight representing the one number that Kobe wears started off his career with. Fro Kobe is what I like to call him. And then you had 24, which was... Uh, you know the Jordan replica, Kobe. <laughs> so, All of them was Jordan replica. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I mean, when you got ball, Kobe, like you, you, you completed the cycle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. He had that one over Jordan number. You know what I mean? That 24. But um, one, I want to start this off. Did you see the statue? Did I see the statue? Yes. I'm a Kobe fan. Okay. I'm Kobe connoisseur. Of course, I seen the Mamba statue. What do you, what was your first initial thoughts of the statue? What was the first initial thought your, your of the first statue? First initial thoughts. I like the statue. Yeah. Great statue. That was like my first initial thoughts. I mean, could have been a different pose, but that was a night that was a great statue. I like that statue. I'm glad you brought that up. I love the statue, but I can see why they probably chose that statue. It's an amazing statue, though. Why? What makes you? What makes you ask that question? Well, I think I think because of the rollout, right? Uh, um, Vanessa Bryant, which is Kobe's uh, wife, um, and 
basically she 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 rolled it out by saying this is the this is the pose that Kobe chose. So mm-hmm. if you don't like it, basically kick like, rocks. Yeah, tough shit. That's yeah, what, her words, Kobe chose it. Like, Kobe Kobe picked this one. And for a minute, I'm I was kind of just like yeah, I'm like I don't think Kobe would have picked that pose. Why not? No, but he's the one. Hear me out. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Like you know what I mean. I was like, at first, I was kind of fighting in my spirit. Like, yo, I don't think Kobe would have picked that pose. Like, Kobe got so many iconic moments, the fadeaway, the, the dribble drive. You know what I'm saying? So many iconic poses he could have made that statue out of, um, that they could have made a statue out of. And You know they supposed to have three that. statues, right? That was just one. That, that That's cool. And... I'm not even gonna hold you. I I, I low key was hoping that they would have doubled up on the number, but I see they they kept it authentically to that iconic moment. And if people don't know where that statue that moment is from, that's from the the game he dropped 81 points. Yeah, and you know what I mean. So that's why I was like, okay. And because I think I did my research and realized that like, hey, that's where that moment was from. It kind of let me embrace the statue a little bit more because at mm-hmm. first I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed that it's like, yo, like, yo, I think Kobe would have had something with a little bit more life in it. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I understand it now. It's an iconic moment, the 81-point game. You know what I'm saying? Him walking off, pointing at the, st- pointing at the uh, you know, the fans. Yep. You know, and, and so this one was for them. And anybody who knew, they know what that pose is from. Yeah. So that's what helped me kind of embrace it a little bit more. But I was kind of hoping, like, okay, it would be an eight in the front, 24 in the back, maybe something like that. So you you had the representation of both numbers. You know what I mean? But now once you say, hey, three, two more statues are coming, I'm pretty sure one of them going to hold 24 or whatever like that. So And rightfully so. Rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I, I love the statue, though, especially with it being one of the first few statues I've actually maybe the first statue I've seen with color. Ever seen any statues with color? Yeah, it did have some uh, yeah, color. Yeah, the it white like, jerseys on, the white yeah. shorts, the gold trimming. He had the sneakers yeah. with the purple one and all. Yeah, he had color yeah, on the yeah, statue. Yeah. That was one of the first statues I've seen with color. That that was some dope shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I give, I give you that one. It was, it was. I mean, I like the attention to detail, the, yeah. the bandage on the finger. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. to, to even, to even, um, the armband and all that good stuff like the this. Knee so brace was purple. The knee brace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of attention to detail. So, yeah, that was a great statue, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the more, the more you kind of like, like if off of first glance, it's like, man, what the fuck is this, like? Because, man, when I was seeing the pictures floating around, I was like, no fucking way they did Kobe like this. But then when I seen it, like, in its in its full essence, I was like, oh, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. But, you know what I'm saying? And now that I know where it's from, I was like, yeah, that is something Kobe, because Kobe's a, a stoic type of guy. And... It's not gonna. He's not gonna always do the thing that you're thinking of. He's oh. gonna do the thing that 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 holds a significant meaning. So and, and I can make see him. you think exactly. Make you walk away and have you look back like motherfucker. Right. Cause shit. Cause I even thought he would. I would have even thought he would have picked the one with you know the infamous pulling the jersey to the side and him screaming the woo when he finally won again and whatever. But you know, to each his own. 
Sixers made some trades, man. Sixers made some trades. Sixers made some moves. Like, uh, how we feeling? How we feeling about the new additions? Um, coming to Philly, we we had um, uh, uh, Cam Campaign. Welcome to Philly, Cameron Payne. Um, Welcome, brother. Uh, 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 Buddy, Hill. Buddy Hilled. Welcome to Philly. A uh, recent acquisition that we just picked up off the damn couch, uh, motherfucker. Kyle Larry, who was already here and shit. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He was not coming off the couch, man. Bro, Kyle Larry was retired, my nigga. Hey, yo. Kyle Larry was retired, bro. Like, I hope the nigga been putting up some shots because. Yo, Kyle Larry is a great uh, addition he's to the a team. Cool, he, he's a he's cool a acquisition. He's a great addition to the team. Great acquisition. And somebody that I feel like can, can run a second unit. No, first unit. He's going to be. He's gonna, not starting, bro. You're bugging. His starting lineup is going to be simple and easy and plain. It's going to be Kyle Lowry, no, Tyrese Maxey, no, Buddy Hill, no, Tobias good. and Embiid. And I'll tell you why. For one, Kyle Lowry is going to be our Eric Snow. Okay, he's just going to be a facilitator. We're not worrying about him scoring. We're not worrying about him doing nothing but protecting the ball, setting the line, setting the floor up, and facilitating. You got Buddy Hill and Tyrese who's going to help spread the floor. Then you got Tyrese as your slasher. You got Embiid down bottom, and Embiid going to control the paint. Tobias is not really going to be in his way, so Embiid is going to have nothing but room and space to work. And he's going to have a team who can help him spread the floor. I'm trying to tell you, man, it's just going to work to perfection, man. Yeah. Instead of it being a crowded paint, everybody want the ball and all that. You got it's going to be it's going it's going to be I think it's going to be awesome to watch uh, when Embiid returns. Yeah, I I I I hear you. I, I'm still not feeling it. Um, not 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 Kyle Larry in the starting lineup. In the starting lineup. Nah, coming off the bench makes a little bit more He's sense not to me Beverly. personally. It's not about him being Patrick Beverly. Like like one, one you what you do is you one Kyle Larry definitely doesn't. And I'm sorry to see Patrick go. I'm sorry to he, see Patrick go. He and was I'm, like a fully native I, man. He was a dog. Right, and, and Marcus Morris. I, I even was telling Boosie, I said, I said, I don't want to trade for certain people because I already feel like Marcus Moore is going to be a part of that package because we don't really have trade ex, um, trade bait trade baits that we could really put out there that's like worth people sn- uh, like biting on pause. But um, I think I think um, you know what I'm saying because it was either him or you eventually going to give up somebody like a uh, Kelly Oubre, which is. Uh, Kelly Oubre has been a, a welcoming addition. He's a dog. Why not he, Tobias? He, huh? Uh, you can hear. No, 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 no. Tobias, I'm open to trading Tobias or whatever like that, but at that same time, like, with Tobias, what makes him so hard to trade is because of his value. Now, if Tobias was a bench player like uh, uh, Marcus Morris or whatever like that, you could trade him with the quickness. But at the same time, he adds a certain level of value where it's though, okay, bad nights he's still giving you like a twelve. He's still giving you twelve or whatever, which is which is which is you know what I mean, um I forget the word I'm looking for, but like it's needed. Mm-hmm. Those little twelve points sometimes is needed or whatever like that. Sometimes you do need more out of Tobias or whatever the case may be. But you know, he gives you he gives you a switchability. Whereas though he he's somebody who can guard one through four, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know what I mean? He might not be your best person to put on your center or whatever the case may be. He spreads the floor. And because of that ability alone, you have to get somebody that's literally a guaranteed 16-point-plus player. You know what I'm saying? I got you. And somebody that can give you that switchability, whereas they're not a complete liability on defense. Right, right. I got um, you. And that's, that's exactly why I don't feel like Kyle Larry will – Kyle Larry is going to be coming off the bench because I feel like one, you 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 now if he starts, you now uh, 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 shorten out your backcourt, um, and which now you have one of the smaller backcourts because Maxie's only six three, Kyle Larry's about six foot on the nose, um, if that. Um, you shorten up your backcourt. They that's that's also. Lackluster defense. Hmm. Yeah, like I mean, you're not getting defense. You're not getting too much of defense out of out of Maxi. You're definitely not getting no fucking defense out of Kyle Larry. Hmm. Bro, you you saying hmm? When you say hmm, you can hear nigga. Like 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 like, 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 like Kyle Larry ain't can play D man. Maxi can play D too. It's not about whether if they can play it. Is how well do they play it? And neither one of them do it well enough to where though they need to be on the floor together. So I, I feel I, like I hear you, I hear you. I feel like those are minutes that need to be staggered. Okay. Whereas though it's like okay, like Kyle Larry, Kyle Larry would be a welcoming addition off the bench. With now you talking about Kyle Larry leading the second team with a Cameron Payne, with a uh, a uh, 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 DeAnthony Melton, with um my guy Kelly Oubre, and with a uh, um with a uh, a Paul Paul Reed or either uh, the other guy um, Mo Bamba. You know what I'm saying Mobamba is shockingly a, a slight disappointment far as rebounding wise. Mm-hmm. I feel as though he's underrated on the ability to actually score. He's more of a scoring center, mm. but he's not used in that fashion. And the fact that he doesn't uh, give up enough uh, body to um, to rebound. He's not a great rebounder to be as big as he is. You know, so that's my only that's my only thing. So I feel like you do you do make your your bench now. I feel like it has more scoring capabilities. So with, who are you putting in place of Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup? To me, one you you're not taking the ball out of Maxi hand, like you know what I mean. Okay, so name the starting lineup. It would be it would it would be what they showed you. It would be Maxi. It would it would be Maxi at the one, mm-hmm. Buddy Hield at the two. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, what you call it? Tobias Harris at the three. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Batoon at the four. Nicholas Batoon is coming off the bench. Nicholas Batoon at the four. You're bugging. Hold on. Nicholas Batoon at the four. You know, it's only Embiid left, but you're bugging. And Embiid. You're bugging. You are tripping. You crazy. Nicholas Batoon is coming off the bench with Kelly Oubre, with Cameron Payne, with DeAnthony Melton, with either Paul Reed and Mo Bamba. You gotta You're understand. You gotta understand. Out. You gotta understand play styles, right? Yes, I understand play styles. So Nicholas Batoon, Nicholas Batoon is a quick passer. He's a, he's great with making decisions with the ball in his hand, and he spreads the floor. Nicholas is and not a starter. He wasn't even a starter. It's not about him being the starter. It's about how you have to stagger the minutes with the team that you have. He's not starting. So who 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 you putting in front of him? I just told you, my starting lineup. Oh yeah, yeah. You you want Kyle Larry in it, bro? That doesn't. That's 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 more. 
one, I don't think they're going with that lineup. I'm, I'm going to tell you that fully 100%. They're uh, not going with that lineup. Okay. They're not. All right. They're not. Because it, it, it don't it don't make it, – it, to to, from – from a defensive standpoint, from from both sides of the ball, and at least starting up with the game. Not to say Kyleary won't get adequate minutes. He it's just that like to start those guys, and you're thinking about like okay, think about Boston, right? What happens when what happens when um when they want to like switch up and maybe put Jalen Brown or uh, uh, or or, or uh, a Jason Tatum at the one. Or whatever the case may be, and they playing one and two, and they and they using a, a, a big lineup, or whatever the case may be. They, like you know what I'm saying, the goal is to put the basket in the ball. That's what they have. I mean, the ball in the basket. That's what they have to do. So no matter how big, how small, how tall, how short, how wide, how that, thin, that makes a ball difference. has to go in the basket. You are making Embiid's job exceptionally harder, and no somebody way. who's already to a certain degree injury prone. It's, I mean, tomato, tomato, teach his own, you know. You know what I mean? I think I you put him yeah, in I, a vulnerable situation. I respect your starting lineup. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I can't really say the same about I, yours. I, I see. I, 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 I got to be honest with you. can't I really see. say the same about yours. I see. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, you want Big Booty Larry up in there. Like, hey, yo, <laughs> first we start off with, never mind, yo, man, Sometimes yo. you got to start off to show how you ended. You know what I'm saying? Clearly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pause. But predictions, predictions, predictions. We have a Super Bowl coming up. You know what I'm saying? Um... By the time you hear this, uh, did we make our predictions last week? I don't know. I don't think we got around to it. But if, if not, fuck it. We here now. You already. Uh, we're already. The Super Bowl is gonna have have already happened by the time you hear this. Um, but hopefully, we're already correct on deciding our winner. Okay. Who you, who, who you got? Who you got coming out in the big game today? That's tough, man. That's tough because I'm torn between the two. I really don't give a fuck about neither one, but I'm still yeah. torn between the two. You know, I got Andy on one side, who's you know, love him dearly. Yes, sir. Um, Big Red. You, you got the unstoppable Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Baby em- Goat and the empowered Kelsey Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. and, and, and Kelsey Swift was on our team. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Um, and then you have the 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 ground and pound um, running back that they have. Yeah, yeah, Pachinko. Yes, Pachinko. Um, but then on the other side, you have Pachinko, whatever. Debo Samuel's. Yeah, problem. George Kittle. Problem. Christian McCaffrey. A motherfucking problem. Um, and you got Brock Purdy at quarterback. You, you forgot, uh, what's his name? Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, yeah, it's my, I like Brandon Ayuk. Problems. So I'm kind of like torn, and there's no weather inclement or anything that's going to mm-hmm. be messing with anything. So it's like, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun game. But if I could choose one, mm-hmm. I had a choice, and I had to choose one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You do have a choice. <laughs> I would say the Niners. I think I say the Niners come back the 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 spin spin the block back on them boys for them beating them last time in the bowl and saying, "Look, 
came back to get our get back. I got yeah. the Niners. Okay, so you think the the baby goat gonna be two for two, two for two out of four out of four Super Bowls? Mm. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't think he got this one. But if he do, if he get this one, he solidified because he ain't even really got the team, and they put up. Yeah, and they put up. Um, Ball was balling out. I think I think um, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, man. I, it's hard for me to go against the baby goat right now. Anytime he beat, anytime he beat, anytime he beat our record-setting team last year on a gimpy leg, and this year he's coming in this game a, a, a way more healthy. Him and the was, referees. Him, it definitely was help helped by the referees, but he you still can't take away from his greatness on a gimpy no, leg. You can't, you can't take that. The away. nigga went You're 15, right. 15 of fourteen and three touchdowns in the second half. Like you know what I'm saying, damn near, damn near hundred percent. He went in the back, sniffed some coke, and came back out as a different man. Yeah, so uh, I and I and I think after this, um, especially if it's a victory, even with less rings, I think this put him in a different type of conversation. Whereas those like, yeah, Brady's the goat, but this nigga might be the best football player of all time. <clears throat> Might we might just be witnessing our uh the football's version of LeBron. I'm done. Bruh, first five, six years of your career, you went to the Super Bowl four times already. You know what I'm saying? You winning two so far, losing one, but and then, you know, if you win this, it's <laughs> it's a wrap. And this episode is a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Thank y'all for tuning in for another month an episode. It's the King's Nicker.